Welcome to the Launchbox Podcast. I'm Anjali, and I can't wait for you to get to know plant-based kitchens from around the globe. Every episode will unpack inspiring stories and delicious menus of spots that are guaranteed to be your next food experience. Welcome to today's episode. I am with Cecil, the owner of Yum Yoga and Cafe, and we are surrounded by waters plants, good food, and yoga mats. Hi, Cecil. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm good. Thank you, Angeli. Very happy to be here. Uh, Thank you for the invitation. Bear with me. I have a bit of cold. So if I sound a bit uh, snotty, that is why. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I think the editor can make this work. I am very happy to be here. Off the record, we've had conversations and I told Cecil that I've been here in the cafe so many times. That's how I like this uh, cafe. But there's more to Yum than a cafe. It's also a yoga studio, right? Yes, exactly. And I guess we just want to hear what the story is behind. Sure. So it's a bit of a detour around (laughs) with, with the story. Um, I uh, actually studied biology and finished my master's in uh, marine mammals and the ethics of having them in captivity. Mm-hmm. And I've always been very aware and or interested in animal welfare and how mm-hmm. we actually treat animals. And it started when I was uh, quite young. My mother always said, like, oh, she was not fun of going in zoos and circuses because she thought they looked so miserable and she didn't like the idea they were just there for our sake and our entertainment. Mm -hmm. And I think so those thoughts started quite early. And then when I uh, studied biology, I kind of also saw saw how the farming industry are really harming the environment in many different ways and also health. Uh, We have antibiotic resistance and we have all these depleted lands and my dad has always been very against these monocultures that we Mm. have a lot of in Denmark and uh, I was like we have land that is covered uh, 52% of a conventional farming in Denmark oh. and only two percentage of uh, forest is left in Denmark so I think I kind of in many perspectives I was interested in in these matters like mm. animal welfare the environment and and then when I finished my master's it was an interdisciplinary thesis where I had bioethics and I had um biology review I wanted to go that direction mm-hmm. uh, and I applied for jobs for a couple of months in NGOs and wanted to uh, work with animal rights and animal welfare and then by accident I saw that this space where Yom is now was empty and it was located wonderfully like by the water as you said and with sun every day and I also always had an entrepreneur in in me and always had a lot of ideas uh, that I wanted to to develop and become true and then I thought about the yoga philosophy where one of the first 
rules or you can say guides, uh, ahimsa, where you you should do non-violence against yourself mm-hmm. and others, including animals, like all living sentient beings. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that it was a very nice uh, concept and I kind of like the place where you could, also because yogis has a very strong community also and they care a lot about uh, what they eat. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I thought that was a really nice um, combination. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also like the business idea of it because it has like several legs to stand on and it's it just made sense for me. And I really also had the plan that all of my values within this animal welfare, environmental issues and could be a nice Mm -hmm. place to kind of get out with those things. Of course, for years uh, we've been, we existed now and it's been mainly surviving Mm -hmm. (laughs) and the daily, as you know, like daily um, challenges. And um, so, but I actually... Recently, I I have some really nice staff here that also helps a lot, so I can start focusing again on those things. And mm-hmm. uh, the strategy for us is also to become even more uh, present online and also physically with lectures and stuff like that within these very interesting topics. So, it I don't think I knew it from the beginning, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's some. Some kind made just sense yeah. um, for me, uh, and especially now looking back. Um, so that was actually how Yum. Like I asked for the space, and I sent a presentation to the owner and of the building, and I did not expect to get a yes because <laughs> I never had a yoga studio <laughs> or a cafe before. But they liked the idea and the concept, and. Um, took me in and then I was just okay now I just need to look forward and try this and just go (laughs) wow what a story because it seems like a detour as you know you mentioned earlier but everything I believe everything happens for a reason and you have a social impact that is maybe not through NGOs or, or directly through a job related to your educational background but indirectly you are here and actually leaving an imprint in the environment in society Mm. you provide a place where people can be taken care of physically with the food that you have but also you know a space for mental capacity to to think because if you just sit down in here and have a cup of coffee It's so beautiful. They can just look outside by the waters (laughs) (laughs) and then physically with a yoga. And it's, I love it. Yeah, I'm I'm glad to hear that. Thank you so much, Angelia. Um, And that's actually what is most important for me with YUM is that people thrive here. They feel welcoming and it's a warm space like for everyone. Um, And that was have been my mission from the beginning. Like this should be a happy place, and and I I don't like to preach things, mm-hmm. but I uh, and and we try that also to in our communication to have kind of a bit of humoristic uh, side of it. So also kind of putting the yoga part also a bit 
on ground because they can, from some people, feel a bit intimidating. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it's been important to kind of just tell everyone, like, no matter who you are, you're welcome here, and you should feel um, comfortable uh, being here. And I think it's important for me that uh, my staff is feeling like that and also the guests here mm-hmm. and our yoga members. Um, so um, I, I really, truly hope that shines through. And, and I had a really nice experience. We have a yoga teacher here called Agni, uh, comes from Nepal and lived in Nepal. And um, he moved here six years ago, never s- like seen the Western world before. Wow. He fell in love with a Danish girl. And um, I've been like a yogi from he was a child. It mm-hmm. was just a natural part of his life. Um, and he came here and he's been visiting several times to kind of feel the vibe. And that was important to him. And he said to me, I could really feel this non-violence about this place. And I, he liked that, again, that we didn't preach. It was just like, we're just here. And uh, everything, it's totally fine to be who, whoever you are. So that was a big, like, for me, I don't know, a compliment. Or I, I, I really, like, oh, so I actually managed <laughs> with one person at least. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that's my mission mainly. I understand that because I also run a cafe or two cafes for that. And I understand there are so many demands every single day that sometimes you just have too many things on your plate and to be told how you are doing well yeah and sometimes you can't even really take it in yeah take it yeah. in and it will take a little more time to actually absorb that and feel good that okay you've actually made such an impact yeah yeah that's that's a very difficult uh task i think and we talked about also off this uh, off the record here like you are just see everything you could improve and do better and you just in this mindset all the time whereas you forget that people who come here they don't have that experiences mm-hmm. mostly yourself <laughs> <laughs> so uh, i think you're very right about sometimes just stop and i'm i'm not very good at it but uh, I, it can be nice to be reminded sometimes. Yeah, right? <laughs> we all need yeah. that. We all need that reminders time to time. Yeah. But for people who haven't been here, what can they expect? Can you describe the vibe of the place? Yeah. And it doesn't really. They have to come here. Yes, to, of course. <laughs> to, to to feel, understand, and just absorb this beautiful place. Tell them about Yam and what they can see when they come inside and the food what's the inspiration behind all the food selections that you have on the menu yes sure um we have uh i would say we try to call it like bali meets scandinavia <laughs> kind of vibe um so a lot of people come here also saying oh they feel they are on vacation when they're here um and I think actually like the Bali meets Scandinavian is covering quite well. We have all these plants in the ceiling, very a lot of greens. And then our menu is mainly 
like Asian inspired, but also with a twist of some Scandinavian and it's plant-based. We, we have some vegetarian, vegan options. Our lunch and dinner menu is like, we have an Asian salad, we have baos, uh, we have banh mi, miso pho soup. And then our morning, um, our breakfast and brunch is a bit more like elements where you can choose mm-hmm. different elements for your bread. And we have a sweet waffle uh, with homemade Nutella and we really try to like everything is homemade everything is organic um, so we really want the quality to be be very good here um, and also in that way think about the environment uh, we try to take sustainable solutions like we don't have any straws mm-hmm. so we have pasta straws uh, <laughs> I love pasta straws. Yeah, it's yeah. a really good invention. <laughs> I was like you, you, you see it and you're like, why didn't I think about that? <laughs> um, yeah, so we try to kind of, yeah, biodegradable takeaway uh, packaging and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh, yeah, so I think you will come here, hopefully feel this vacation vibe and it was actually also important to us with the plant-based menu that people found out that it doesn't have to be dry and like only healthy and only like a boring food that it could be very like greasy you can get that greasy feeling like even though it's vegetarian or vegan so we have we have both like healthy things but we also have like cake and we have also alcohol, uh, beer, and wine, because that's also a big part of my own life. I think like if you're fanatic, mm-hmm. I don't think it's a healthy path to go. So life is about balance and yin and yang. <laughs> I read that in your website about yin and yang. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, you can be healthy a couple of days a week and you can also go out and and eat cake and have a beer and everything and and that's perfectly fine so um that was and of course there's like other people thinking differently about that but i think it was important for us to offer different things and Mm. also kind of showing that you can have some really nice plant-based food and we have people coming like they they don't know it's vegetarian, and then after they come and ask what jack, like they ask the jackfruit what it is, uh, and then we tell them, oh it's a fruit and we just marinate it and stuff like that. And they're like, oh, and I have to go home and try it. Right, <laughs> and the texture looks like it's, you know, like a meaty. Yeah, it has this a bit like pulled pork yes. um, kind of looks, and also maybe the consistency. Yeah, yeah. I, so. I love your banh mi. Yeah. I ordered that for the first time and the dressing is so good. I'm so <laughs> glad to hear. <laughs> I love that and so many other things. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, what is your best seller? So for someone who has not been here and they don't know exactly what to order or yeah. what can you uh, recommend? Oh, yeah. I think my own favorite is actually the salad um, and the bao buns and the miso soup. Yeah. 
<laughs> I haven't tried a miso soup. <laughs> That's a really nice. It's it's uh, has a really good like umami taste, mm-hmm. and combined with the bao buns as a side, it's very nice. Like sharing maybe with like a miso soup and then a bao. That's um, one of my favorites. And and who's behind these dishes? Do you make and create, or are the staffs involved as well in creating dishes with you, or is it seasonal? Yeah, so actually it's been very like different from we started. We tried a lot of different things, um, and in the beginning it was like myself and yeah staff who was interested in it, and we kind of experimented. But and we have this challenge that we have a, actually a cold kitchen. Mm-hmm. so we have a limit of what we can do but still it makes you very creative and so we can still do soup and stuff like that we just need to to think a bit differently about it but then last year I hired a chef and okay. because I I realized that okay I'm not a chef <laughs> same here we have a lot of, of of course hats on as a business owner but I was just it's every time I make a new menu or new dish, it requires a lot of energy. And it's not always, I think that, oh, it's, this is perfect. Mm-hmm. So, and she really made a huge difference. Like she made the whole, and also with the Asian inspired thing, actually also matching the yoga part very well. Mm. So that's on her, that's her credit. Yeah, now we are talking again about like, should we change? Should we mm-hmm. make something new? So you probably know it's all like an ongoing process. <laughs> but I'm I'm never been this happy with the menu as I, as I am now. I really like it. It's great to hear because I think our challenge is to come up with a, a set of menu or a number of dishes on our menu that's not overwhelming for everybody to choose from for the customer side, but also for the people who work in the kitchen. Yes. Right? And there's so many good food, good dishes to include. But I think the limiting ourselves to something we really believe in is what adds value to the business, to the people, and just make it really, really well. Yeah, yeah. You're totally right. And as you say, there's a whole practical side of it with staff that needs to be able to make the dishes and you also need to make them in a certain time frame so it's also need to be efficient so there's a lot of of aspects of of developing a menu uh, when you're a cafe because restaurants that's a bit different setting you you have chefs there and you know yeah. it's just very different it is um, because it's a more low key we don't have chefs uh, that are doing line work we have staffs that prepares the food takes the order is that the same thing for you yeah it's they they really multi-artists here (laughs) like they need to be baristas (laughs) they take the front desk the service part they do the food drinks and also need to be a waiter so they have a lot of and even they even also need to know about our yoga and mm-hmm. and answer questions about that as well. So wow. that's a lot of information and a lot of training yeah. to go through. Yeah. And I guess I would go to the challenges that you are facing or have faced and how you have overcome them. But 
I would still stick into the menu because I notice you don't have meat substitute. Is it still the way it is? Yeah. 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 Yeah, so we don't have no any meat or meat substitutes. Yeah, um, like um, you know, beyond meat. Beyond meat. Yeah. yeah, exactly. At one point we thought about it. We had a, a, a burger at, before the chef came and made this new menu. But then we used jackfruit instead, so it was more like a pulled pork mm-hmm. uh, burger. Uh, but I think actually Beyond Meat is a very nice alternative for plant-based kitchens. Right. Uh, they managed to kind of get that texture, texture and nice taste. umami taste. Um, yeah, but it's not something we could consider definitely. Yeah. But that goes back to, you know, choices. And, yeah, and limitations exactly in the kitchen because yeah. the more warm food, the more you're kind of pushing the boundary of being in a cold kitchen. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and talking about challenges, we we went from having a very very small kitchen, like almost non-existing, because we thought it should be in the beginning it should be more like takeaway on the go after a yoga class. But then when I opened, I was just like, uh, yep. Yeah. We have this location, of course, it can't be like people want to sit here and enjoy the food. Yeah. And um, yeah, so we rebuilt the kitchen actually when Corona happened second time last Mm -hmm. December, last winter. Yeah, we do. Because again, you're running the business and you know, if you're closing down the money each day out the window Mm -hmm. to close the cafe, you have still have to pay your rental and everything. So I was like, okay, now we closed down and we wanted to make this kitchen like since we started. So I took the opportunity to rebuild the kitchen at that point. But the kitchen has definitely been the challenge and I've never been a cafe owner before. I worked in a lot of cafe and restaurants during my studies and worked in kitchens, but I never run one myself. So it's just in the beginning you make some decisions and you just find find out later that, okay, we need to do this differently. And um, you need to optimize, you need to kind of, how can you do this business more lean, like uh, minimize amount of steps from one mm-hmm. point to another and um, also to minimize staff uh, costs because if you need five there to manage Instead of maybe just two, um, you will kind of drown in costs. Um, so I took the decision at that point, like, okay, now we actually have, a, like, we closed down anyways. So now the time is to uh, do that investment. But it's also risky to do that. And we talked about it also before we, we started the interview but sometimes it's difficult to predict like should this invest in do we think that will pay off will it do the value we think it will or should it be the other way around can we do it should we do it when we earn the money (laughs) but will we ever earn them if we (laughs) don't do this so it's like always these um, yeah you want to keep developing and especially if you're not like an established uh, restaurant business and you're very new, a startup, there will always be things to change and develop, and um, you just need to be up to that. And and I think if 
a lot of those places that maybe survived Corona, they have all, always also managed to think new ways and improve the business meanwhile, even though it's been really, really tough. I think yeah, that kind of... Um, and I, and I think it also kind of define a lot of successful businesses. Like if you always have a plan A, B, C, D, E, F, <laughs> you, like, you never give up. <laughs> I read somewhere that um, a female entrepreneur, she said, it's not, it's not uh, cool to be an, an entrepreneur, but it's cool to keep going. You know, so, and I think that's a very nice way to put it. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it actually helps you keep going. <laughs> just yeah. to think about it, because there's so many things to to set, to look into. There's so many. Okay, we talk about broken things also. Sometimes one thing that breaks, another thing breaks, and it's a matter of investments, a matter of money, and then you also have maybe would, should we invest outside and put more seating space. And, but yeah, the kitchen needs renovation and, and how do we do that? Yes. And it is already very tough to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. And then pandemic. Yes. <laughs> right. I think the opportunity from that pandemic for you was to finally build a kitchen. Yeah. That you sort of always or you've realized you would need anyway. Yeah. But how did you pivot into in terms of strategy? Did you go more takeaways or did you yeah. close down the whole lockdown? We had two lockdowns, didn't we? Or three? We had three. We have we had two and then stricter restrictions um, in December. Yeah. 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 You're right. Yeah. So um, actually, we were only closed one day. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we kind of decided that. Oh, we need to be present. We need to, because if people forget about us and creating new habits and stuff like that, then we risk, like, we have to start all over uh, as soon as we open up again. And so I actually took the decision, like, we're going to fight and we're going to try to do everything we can. So we um, changed the menu to a more takeaway-friendly menu and we got systems and we got vault and mm -hmm. all these that we didn't have before and that was not something that brought us a lot of no. I would say because uh, they they take a, a big commission I, yeah um and if you have a organic especially organic kitchen um the groceries are already uh, much uh, higher, higher than the usual so so kind of to get that revenue can already be a bit hard but um we did it just to see how we were managed and I think we're really lucky with the location because a lot of people and also we are very local exactly so people really came here to support so people came just buying coffee they were sitting on the dock so even though we were not allowed to have any seatings people would then just sit on the dock by the water and and yeah so it, it actually um we actually succeeded running uh, the business the whole uh, time the whole time and yeah that also meant that we were not actually applied for that many helping packages because yeah. uh, you needed these 30 percentage right. of a decrease and right. it's also very difficult when you're a startup 
like the first years it's if they should be that good in correlations to the next coming exactly. years is is just not making sense but we at the same time i'm also if i can say a bit proud of like that we were not that like we we did get some helping packages but um, a lot of them we would not we couldn't apply for so for me that was also a bit of success even though it's been hard and we still had decrease in the revenue than bigger decrease than we expected but um yeah we're still here <laughs> i admire yeah. that because we did not even know in how long the pandemic would last or how long the lockdowns would last no but i i, I can relate with you in terms of that thought process where hey we have to be here because we also decided that we wanted to be there and serve the locals and just to exist because out of sight out of mind yeah exactly. and we don't we don't have a lot of machinery as well where okay we can do marketing and no. we can't pay marketing so it's everything is very organic growth word of mouth and we heavily relied on that Yeah. But the, being a local cafe helps a lot. Yeah, yeah, it. I think it does. Yeah, uh, people were. It was very touching to kind of see how many people uh, came here to support. Like, also we have made gift cards, so people kind of prepaid. We made mm -hmm. co coffee cards, so people also prepaid for the coffee cards. That kind of give you the cash flow exactly, yeah. and, and a bit of liquidity. So, and and with the yoga part, we made online yoga in the first lockdown we were lucky that the weather was really nice so we could also do a lot of the yoga outside right and that was actually helpful to us in terms of keeping on on our member base um it was harder the the second time and third time uh because it was winter and we couldn't offer the same possibilities and online yoga is just something very different to physically yoga and, and online yoga is a business in itself like it's a also big machinery and need to be done very professional right. and there's a lot of uh, companies out there offering it already so for us it was actually uh, harder on the yoga part what are your current challenges post covid we are not very sure if we have been totally out of it but Now that Denmark doesn't have any restrictions anymore, how is it in terms of economy, in terms of uh, the whole place, the yoga in the cafe? Is it much better or? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's better in the terms of now I feel like can, I can run the business on normal terms. And I think, and I think you can probably relate also, you're spending so much time on the transition We had to inform staff, our yoga students, cafe guests, uh, all the time, new restrictions uh, either came or removed. And we had a lot of like uh, control, like coming by, like checking if we were having the right posters up. Oh, and wow. like, usually we thought, okay, we are on track and it's different, like the fitness business as yoga is kind of defined as um, as a company they had some restrictions the cafe business had other restrictions so it was like a lot of work 
just keeping up with all the informations and and trends and and the government gave you under 24 hours to yeah. kind of <laughs> to do all these to sort things out and yeah. have all this information available in all platforms that you have yeah exactly yeah. so i think in that way now it's really nice to try and of course now we unfortunately have the war yeah in ukraine and that has some impact our like also the um, electricity bills doubled up here and our cost is is also increasing so that's a new challenge now and we had not had that many normal months since corona <laughs> but i also think that you just have to accept as an entrepreneur that there will always be challenges and of course the pandemic the war is not something that is normal yeah challenges but i just think still that you just need to kind of accept there will always be a uh, something you have to work on or change or uh, face these challenges so but i think now also we talked about like you have to pay back all these now the postponed taxes that was a loan for the government government and it's been challenging for a lot of uh, companies out there and also for us that suddenly we have to pay a lot of money back at once and we don't have any normal month to kind of keep up with the and, and so I think that's that's our challenges maybe right now also mm -hmm. we don't know how things will it's more difficult to say okay we're gonna do this investment you mm -hmm. get more cautious because now you tried a lot uh, yeah. <laughs> already right so you get more like uh, unsure about mm -hmm. how things will uh, develop when it comes to handling these challenges and going back to you mentioning the prices of ingredients that has increased how are you coping with that how are you handling that yeah. are you increasing your prices or because what people don't know or a regular customer doesn't know is it has increased a huge percentage about let's say 15 20 percent increase yeah i'm not totally sure about the percentage yeah. but yeah and suddenly your coffee needs to be much more than you used to pay yeah yeah i would say that i think the suppliers i talked to our actually our coffee supplier and they said like yeah our prices has increased too but we are actually trying to take a big cut of it ourselves because they also know that if they increase the prices towards their customers, like cafes and restaurants, it, they might go bankrupt. So, and then they don't have any customers left. And I think I've, I've until now, I decided that I'm not going to increase prices because I don't want to be a part of keeping the inflation alive. Mm -hmm. But of course, at one point, you will have to do it if, if you yes. should survive and we might do it but for now i'm trying to keep it cool mm -hmm. and see if we can keep the prices as they are but of course we actually increased the prices on yoga but that's also because we haven't increased them in all the four years we've okay. been here so it's also kind of a natural part of it but of course costs are just much higher also the electricity as i said and doubled like up that. yeah yeah, yeah. We, we feel that as well yeah <laughs> It's like when I saw the bill, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, 
yeah so it's and then with all the paybacks of the postponed taxes yes. and stuff like that there's many monthly costs yes so i think that's might the, be the biggest challenges yeah right i now. relate to that we are on our usual business and happy to say that we've actually we're actually doing much better than before the pandemic yeah but we have this huge monthly payments that either we can pay <laughs> as you've mentioned there are no normal months yet because after the pandemic, then we have the war and the prices have increased and suppliers have increased their prices. We keep bleeding. But for us, we really like what we do. And I guess it's a matter of number now. Like how like we can bring in more people than the usual. Yeah. So it helps. You have more in terms of quantity of customers coming in that helps with the day-to-day sales. Yeah, you're right. And, and I think people now... Um, more than ever, I'm craving to come out yes. and <laughs> go on restaurants and cafes and stuff like that. But for me also, the challenge is always like, how busy will we be in the cafe? How much mm-hmm. staff should we be? And I think it's just a, a never-ending story when I talk to other cafe and restaurant owners. That's common challenge that you really need to be aware every day and you can have days where you think you're going to be busy and then you're not. And we are also a bit weather dependent here. So we always look at the forecast, but we live in Denmark. So it's not <laughs> always help. right. No, <laughs> exactly. And then you put a lot of staff on and suddenly if you don't have the revenue, you're actually having a business that is um, creating a... a um, a minus mm-hmm. so i think that will always maybe be a challenge for us but even more now also after corona because we we had to kind of tell people we don't have enough hours to give to our hourly paid uh, cafe staff and uh, we don't know when it will be we knew that okay we are getting closer to summer we don't have the restrictions we need to slowly hire more and more mm-hmm. people but then march came and it was just wonderful weather the whole month and we were not enough people here <laughs> and then you have to train people while you just need to yeah um serve people and trying to keep quality and sometimes that just not happening because you have very new people standing there and just being able to open the cafe you have to put some people there behind the desk they're not fully trained yet so i think that's been also and it's it's also a big expense to train mm. people because you always need to be two to train absolutely uh, so, yeah so you also know you have all these costs and spendings when you're hiring new people and then some people they going back home to Italy or after two or three months training and you have to start all over. So I think that's also a challenge after Corona. It's always been a challenge, but not the same way because it's been so difficult to predict how many people should we have and how many hours can we offer and all that. yeah. And a lot of people have been used to working from home. Yeah, yeah. So they have more bargaining power, actually, I can feel right now when we're interviewing people because there's so many people like us, restaurant owners, cafe owners that are hiring right now. Yeah. 
<laughs> and people might have fine jobs working from home in other industries that allow them to do that. So, and, and it's very important. Our business is a lot about people. Yeah. And our values, what we stand for, if we don't have our staff embody these values and principles and like transmit that or basically carries that while they're serving people or making the food, right? I guess you understand what I'm saying uh, when it comes to that. And it's very important to train them because we want them to be confident. But then, yeah, we're still here. We're still (laughs) having these financial challenges. And yeah, we just hope that we can recover. I hope you will have a lot of customers. I love it here. This is my dream location. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I know how or who I should go to if I want to sell one day. Yeah, (laughs) it should be me. I'm just going to be here doing my work. And right in front of me is this calm waters. And I just love it being here. Thank you. That's that warms my heart. Truly. All these challenges and, you know, machines breaking seems like we're putting off fire every five minutes as cafe owners. How do you keep going? What keeps you going? That's a very good question. Because, <laughs> of course, I want to be honest, there are days where I just think, ah, I'm going to burn down this place <laughs> or sell it at least. <laughs> uh, and then most of the time, I, I'm kind of driven by, especially I actually found out recently like going back to the values and going so it's actually very nice to do this interview also because it reminds me why I started it and now when I feel I have a bit of extra energy go deeper into our strategy about these important matters that is very close to my heart Mm -hmm. and is something I'm very interested in like with how we treat animals how we treat our environment uh, what can we do better? And Yum is uh, far from perfect. And I really, for me, it's very important. And that might be my biological <laughs> mindset. Like mm. uh, you need to, when you're doing something or you say that you're doing something, you really have to have your facts right. And you need to mm. be sure that you're not greenwashing or like that's something that's very important to me. And I know we have a lot of things we could do better and improve and I I think it's an ongoing process for the whole uh, transition going into much more sustainable um, societies uh, we are all in a process and companies that are trying to offer more green alternatives are also in, and they are not perfect but they are trying it's a step on the way mm-hmm. so <laughs> focusing more on these things like what could we do better and get inspiration from amazing people uh, from all around in different topics and areas. Mm -hmm. I think that is actually what is keeps me going on and I think from having um, happy staff that makes me proud but also being able to talk about these topics through YUM is also something I, Mm -hmm. I feel proud about. So I never thought I should run a cafe or a yoga studio. <laughs> but I think with these values, 
that is something that keeps me going um, because I can see Yom can be kind of the base for that. And hopefully, and also just the lip developing for me as well. I think that's something I really care about. I think it's so fun to develop. And even though the roller coasters can be hard, it's also something I find very motivational. And I think I would have difficulties going back to a normal job <laughs> after this. And, and then there's so many things I want Yum to become one day we have so many ideas what we could do dreams more and dreams you know <laughs> so um i don't feel i'm quite done yet <laughs> wow very inspiring story and especially also that you did your masters and you had another dream job i suppose when you were doing all these educational studies that you had and landed in Uh, being an entrepreneur and dreaming about many other things what with what what you can do with yum i'm excited to see how it will transpire i cannot say more but <laughs> um I would just say I will look forward to visiting your cafe. Yes. It looks so nice when I've seen it on social media and on your website. So I will definitely come by and and sit and enjoy, I'm for sure. Yeah, we don't yeah. have so much sun, so we only have like a portion of the sun in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I will come in the morning then. <laughs> no. We hope, we wish we could <clears throat> buy some sun, but we couldn't. Um, but... <laughs> For people who also haven't been here yet, where can they find you? Yes, so um, our website is jump.dk and you will find most information there. And uh, we are also on social media, on Instagram, Yum Yoga Cafe mm -hmm. and on Facebook. And we are posting often things there, what is happening here. We also have workshops and yeah, lectures we're going to do uh, concerts and we're gonna do a lot of concerts during the summer actually okay. and we're soon releasing a concert calendar so there will be concert on the water amazing and our birthday i just want to say is the third to the fifth of june okay wow. and we're gonna have a whole event calendar for that weekend lovely um, wow yeah, yeah. <laughs> hopefully i'll be i have more energy after being on the floor, but it sounds really, really exciting. Yeah, I'm, I'm just happy and your handles are there and people can find you on uh, social media. I would just like to invite everybody that's listening. They have a drink called Pink Panther, Popeye and other exciting food on the menu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's our rainbow lattes. Yeah, and I yeah. know them because I drink them when I come here. That's nice. <laughs> thank you so much for being here in the podcast and i wish you all the best i wish you success and more people coming in here and you personally getting a lot of satisfaction for what you do in this community what you provide for people for the locals it's very impressive thank you so much cecil Thank you so here. much, Angelie, for having me. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Feel free to share it with others and spread the word. I look forward to you joining me on the next episode. 
of the Launchbox podcast. 